Good morning, podcast listeners. I'm Sam, your host of She Needs Grit Podcast, and I am so excited to introduce this podcast for you this week. I had an opportunity with a networking group that I am very active in called Networking in Action. I got to speak at their Sales Mastery Zoom call that goes for all of their members across the country on a monthly basis just this uh, two weeks ago now. And so I wanted to share this content with you so that you would be able to really dive into the topics of sales mastery and of grit. So you know that that's a huge factor in building profitable business and this content will speak right to you as you're in that stage of business development, which we all are. So enjoy this week's content. Next week will be the second half of that speech. So please listen for part one and part two. And I would love to hear in the DMs what you think of this content. And of course, if you have any questions about networking or using that as a way to build your business the way that I have, I am happy to answer those. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Samantha Varner, and this is the She Needs Grit podcast, the show where I dig into how to prioritize profit in your business and build an empire using grit and strategy and doing it in a simple, no BS kind of way. Let's get started. today to be part of this sales mastery group and have conversations with you guys around building your sales success and really continuing to develop the profit in your business. So there are two main topics that I want to talk to you about. One is grit and how critical it is in your business. The fact that I would be willing to bet the majority of you sitting here listening to me today already have grit because you're here and you're developing yourself and you're growing your business, and just some ways you can think of compounding that skill set. And then we'll go into just some sales tips and tricks that I think will help you just hitting those goals you have. Um, so let's get started. I really want to talk about grit from the perspective of persevering through the hard times as an entrepreneur. All of you on this call, I'm pretty sure, are nodding along and thinking, oh yeah, I remember that, or I am in that right now. But it's about whether or not we're going to stick to our goals until Tuesday, because on Tuesday it gets really hard and we don't want to do it anymore and it feels crappy, or sticking to it all the way through until we become successful. And I think as entrepreneurs, if we can take the mindset of, I'm going to work on this until it becomes successful. That's almost what guarantees the success in general. That stick to itness, which I know is definitely not a word. I was chatting with my daughter today and going through this PowerPoint. She's like, mom, you can't just make up words. I'm like, yeah, you can. Sure you can. So stick to itness. Not sure it's a word, but I personally like it. Okay. So grit, the term, I first became familiar with it in terms of Angela Duckworth's book, uh, Grit. So it came out, I think in 2014. So it's been around for a while, but if you're ever looking for a little bit of a motivational jolt and kind of an idea of like, yeah, I do have what it takes to make this business a success. I think it's worth the read. There's lots of information out there if you want kind of the Coles Notes version online. So feel free to wander around in that area. 
But here are what I feel are the four most important parts of grit and growing your grit muscle. So that stick-to-itness is really critical for you to build the bottom line of your business and to get through the times where you don't have sales or things are going awry or people have quit and now you've got a hole in your business. Whatever that looks like, having your grit muscle be really, really strong is going to help with that day in, day out. So the first thing is practice with intent. I really think that this is where most of us, I hope, are doing a good job, but you need to really be seeking to better yourself in whatever your industry is. So first off, it's that development in your own industry, getting your skills from beginner into intermediate, into expertise, and making sure that you're continually developing that. Now, if any of you are sitting in here and you're, I don't know, let's say a realtor or insurance, somebody that ends up having to get those mandatory CE credits every year, we often look at those CE credits as a burden, but instead, if we start to look at what do I need to learn? What do I need to develop further in my business? What skill set am I here? And I want to kind of upgrade it over to here for the betterment of my clients. Practicing that with intent is developing that grit muscle. Okay. So it is really going in, continuing to do that. And you need to do that both with your actual talent, right? Your actual service offering, as well as with your sales skills. You need to continue to develop those sales skills and pursue sales excellence over and over and over again. So doing that really actively will create more grit, will create more results in the bottom line. If you're the kind of person who gets motivated when there's a challenge or a game, or somebody says to you, I bet you can't, sell three clients by the end of the week, or I bet you can't make that happen. How many of you are that kind of person that gets driven by that pursuit of challenge against yourself or maybe against a team? Does that, does that kind of resonate with you guys? I know for me, it really, really does. If you're the kind of person that is motivated by that challenge or that kind of a game, I want you to start building that into your business. How can you use all of the time you're supposed to send, spend in your metrics and your evaluation? And how can it be a game instead of a chore, right? Did I talk to more people this week than I did, next, than I did last week? Did I sell people faster than I did last time? Am I upping my game week in, week out, month in, month out, and continuing to grow my business? Being really active with those skills and with that pursuit of excellence will grow. So the third one, so set yourself a game that helps. The other one is I think accepting the fact that in business, we're scared, right? Sometimes we're scared because we're trying a new marketing strategy and somebody told you, maybe your coach told you, you need to get on video and get in front of more people. And you think, Oh, no, I don't want to do that. That is petrifying. Or maybe it's something as simple as you need to go out and meet more people beyond the, the walls of NIA. And that feels hard, right? That feels intimidating. It feels something very scary. 
I want you to really just say, I'm going to let the fear exist because it's always going to be there, right? Some part of this is going to be scary, but they get to be in the passenger seat. You're the driver. You are just going to let fear be along for the ride, but they don't get to drive. They're like, they're like my teenager. She's 14. She's not driving. That would be insane. Then the fear would be me. But if you just let it sit beside you and just exist and pursue the kind of badass goals or badass actions that you know you need to do to grow your business, not letting fear rule, that's building your grit muscle. That's continuing to develop that grit and that tenacity in your business. The fourth piece is welcoming failure. So understanding that failure is an absolutely necessary component of your business development. You will not get successful in business without failing. And I'm sure that all of you listening to this today can think about, oh yeah, the time that I launched that thing and nobody showed up, or I tried to sell that product and nobody wanted it, or the time that the person demanded a refund because they weren't happy with your services or they didn't, it didn't meet their expectations. Those things in the moment can feel really awful, but it's whether we dwell on that or whether we just go, okay, it's a learning experience. I'm going to determine what I do with that information and how I move on. And you can really see this, I think, if you listen to big, huge, famous entrepreneurs that we see on, on personal growth conferences, those kind of people, they are always recounting their story of all the things that went wrong until it finally goes right. And so that's that grit muscle, again, showing up and saying, yeah, that sucks. That was a big fail. That did not go according to plan. And taking the next step and taking the next step and taking the next step anyway, right? So if you think about those four areas for you and really decide what part of this am I going to dive into and develop my grit muscle moving forward, that I would really recommend you do that. I would recommend you take the time to consider, are you practicing with intent? Are you making it a game so it's fun on the days that it feels like drudgery? Are you letting the fear be beside you and not actually in charge? And then are you welcoming and then evaluating whatever failures happen in your business through the end of the year? Um, okay, so we're all here because we know sales is critical. And I think we need to remember that and embrace that, that you are your number one salesperson in your business. It's just the reality. You can eventually outsource sales if you really want to, but at the end of the day, you still need to be the person who is most passionate, most confident, and most driven in that business success. And that always comes from sales, right? So let's talk about confidence first. So I believe, and I talk to my clients, and you'll see in my social media posting, all that sort of thing, that confidence comes before the result. And we are, it's kind of backwards to how we've learned about it as we're growing up. We always feel like, that's a good example. We feel like we're considered really smart in school when we get a great grade on an exam, right? Yay, I got 96. That means I am brilliant. I am so smart at algebra. P.S. That was never my grade in algebra, but let's just say hypothetically in my dream world. But what if instead of it being the result has to prove that you should be confident in that area? 
What if you flip that and have it be, I am really smart because I study all the time. I focus on this. I'm working very hard. I can see the amount of effort I'm putting in is the thing that creates the confidence. And the result is just kind of, of course it is. Of course you got a great grade. You did all the work. You got the great grade. And when we think about this in terms of your business, when we think about in terms of your growth, oftentimes entrepreneurs that I engage with are feeling like when I have clients or when I hit this revenue number, then I can be confident in my business. Then I can feel really good walking into an NIA event and like shining. Instead, I need you to work really hard on developing the fact that you are confident first. You decided to start this business with a passion and a skill set, and you step into it, and that's the confidence piece, right? That existed the day you decided to leave your corporate job and open your own business. That was big confidence. That was big, bold action. You didn't have a client yet. Most of you probably just did it on a wing and a prayer, or you started making offers out in the world. Maybe you were still at that corporate job. You started making offers and somebody took you up on it. The confidence doesn't come from them taking you up on it. The confidence comes from having the boldness to put the offer out there in the world first. And knowing that and feeling that and deeply engaging in that confidence level every single day until you're more confident. And then the next day, more confident. So that when you engage with people out in the world trying to make sales, you're going to step in the room with that level of confidence because it doesn't matter whether they say yes to you or no to you, right? You know, you're excellent at what you do, whether they say yes or whether they say no. And what that does is allows you to remove some of that sales pressure that we feel, which is why we don't want to call ourselves salespeople because we don't want to feel that feeling. That is pretty much it for me. Again, go visit me over on Instagram and you can find all of the places that I exist on the World Wide Web there for sure.